Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 214, and I'm actually not on my front porch in Phoenix. I'm in a place called Williams, Arizona. It's about I don't know, two and a half hours drive north of Phoenix. It's about, it's, I don't know, half an hour west of Flagstaff. So it's really, really beautiful up here. I mean, it's 109 degrees in Phoenix and it is, I think, 83 degrees, 84 degrees today. It was like 57 degrees last night. So that was like a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful break. I feel so bad for my wife right now. She is sitting on a soccer field in Phoenix rooting on our daughter in her first soccer match and so I'm bummed I'm missing the soccer match but I really am enjoying enjoying the weather. Um, I'm up here teaching uh, for Scottsdale Christian Academy like 250 high schoolers and it's been really really cool but I gotta be honest like yesterday was a hard day. You ever had one of those days where you just fell off? That was yesterday and I typically I don't get that that doesn't happen to me too often but I don't know what happened Um, but it just it felt it just felt off yesterday. And so I called some friends. And I'm like, hey, could you pray for me? Because I got to go speak to these students and I just don't feel right. I got a headache. I'm like, all these weird insecurities started popping up. You ever have that moment where it just feels like, I mean, I don't over-spiritualize a lot of things, but like, it just feels like Satan's after you. Like, that's what it felt like. It felt like all these insecurities, all this stuff is just like coming over me. And I, you want to go like, did I read the Bible? Did I pray? And like, you want to go through all these reasons of why you're feeling this way. In reality, it's just like this. I'm being tempted. I'm being tempted to give in. I'm being tempted to be discouraged. I'm being tempted to, to go back to a way of thinking that honestly, I'm working really, really hard not to go back to. And so it was so cool to have a community that I could kind of text and reach out with and just say, Hey, could you pray for me? And, and they did. And uh, did the talk last night with students. It went really, really well. And um, but I just want you to know, like, look, it's okay to struggle. Like we all struggle. We all work through things. But one of the things I'm learning in my life right now is I need people, and I need to call out those insecurities, those struggles. I need to call them out. I need to go to people and just be like, Hey, I need help. Could you pray for me? And really, it, it just made things better. It didn't like whisk everything away, but I just knew I had a community around me like that was praying for me and it meant a lot and so if you need prayer i mean i'm just being so serious here like if you need prayer honestly just hit me up like hit me up on my instagram and uh or if you need to email me just jeff at lovewellmission.com um i would love to to be able to pray with you pray for you if you got something heavy going on it's just nice to know like there's somebody out there that you can reach out to and talk to but just don't try to do it alone um, and that was what yesterday taught me. I'm pretty good at doing things alone. I'm kind of like a little lone ranger. It's fine. It'll all work out. It'll be fine. And, you know, yesterday I, I just, I needed some prayer. And so um, my wife was so great. She was the first person I called and I said, I just need, I need you to pray for me. And she did. So I'm so grateful for her. I'm so glad that God allowed her to be a part of my life. I just feel, you know, uh, uh, Ecclesiastes, I think it's nine, says something like, love the one you're with for she is your reward for the toil in this world. I just love that. So I'm so grateful for my wife. Um, okay, so uh, thanks again, all of you who listen. I love that a bunch of you listen, and, and this is kind of a consistent part of your week, so I really appreciate that. And those of you who continue to give on Patreon monthly, 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. Really appreciate it. All of you who have given on Venmo uh, through our Instagram, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And people have just re reached out to me if you have my phone number <laughs> and texted me too. So thank you for that. And then um, for those of you uh, who have bought the devotional, really awesome. I got a few people this week that was like, hey, read the devotional. I thought that was really cool. So anyway, thank you so much for all the support. Really, really do appreciate it. Okay, our passage, 1 John 3, 8. 1 John 3, 8. Whosoever or whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil. Like it's pretty blunt. For the devil has been has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. I, I started concentrating on that word practice. And I thought that word in this particular passage was very, very interesting. When I was a, when I was a high schooler, my junior year, I, I think I've told this story in another episode, but um, my junior year, I had a guy who essentially recruited me to go play baseball. So my junior year in high school, I got recruited to play baseball. And so started playing baseball, but a part of me, I have a, a pretty pretty intense uh, work ethic. And so I was like, I got to get awesome at this. And so I used to, uh, I used to hit off a baseball tee about a hundred times every single night. I set it up in my back lawn. Uh, I had a little tee set up. I had a little backdrop and I would hit off that, uh, off that tee uh, over and over and over and over and over and over again. In my senior year, I ended up hitting 500. And uh, I won a trophy for our team called the Ty Cobb Award, just a, a hitting award. I didn't have any home runs, but I had a really high batting average. And a part of that was attributed to the fact of I just practiced over, over, and over, and over. And I created a beautiful work ethic that actually worked into really positive results. Now, the interesting thing in this passage is he's pulling stuff out in us. And he's kind of going, what are you practicing? You know, what are you practicing? Are you practicing sin? Because sin is from Satan. And so can we work through that? And one of the things that as I've been, you know, I've been doing the study in Judges, as some of you know, and um, I also did a study a couple years ago in First and Second Kings, and it was just really overwhelming for me. Like when you start reading the history of Israel, when you start realizing just the ups and the downs and the sin and they didn't do right in the sight of God, it just says it over and over again. And we want to go like, what's wrong with Israel until we realize it's us. It's our story. It's so sad that he has given us this great plan. He is our king. He is our king of kings. He is our Lord of lords. And yet we continue to just kind of do our own thing, make our own plans and continue to sin and sin and sin. This is what John is addressing. This is what he's dealing with. And he's doing it because he's coming to this young church, right? These young Christians who are just on the scene, right? They're, they're trying to figure out what it means to live for Jesus. He's like, we just got to stop this. We got to, we we have to stop sinning like this, right? Right. And, and, and the reality is he's kind of reminding them like the reason Jesus came is because we just kept on sinning. We just kept incessantly sinning. Israel continues to rebel against Yahweh and as a result is falling out of Shalom. And so John to this young church and then to you and to me is like, we have to stop this. We have to stop this way of doing things, this way of living. Uh, living. And, and, and so for us, what's helpful is this. Sinning is what Satan wants you to do. Of course he does. 
It's in complete rebellion against God. And it's what he's been doing from the very beginning of time. And here's the really interesting word that, again, like I talked about earlier, that just stood out to me was practicing sinning. Like, like practicing baseball. Like there are many of us that have gotten really good at sinning and just continue to practice sinning. Meanwhile, trying to tell God, God, would you bless me? God, would you keep me? Would your face shine down upon me? And God's like, but you're rebelling against me. You're practicing. And to be honest, you're getting good at it. You're getting so good at it that it's blinding you from the truth that I have for you. We're practicing. Some of you, some of us are just practicing sin. And John's like, stop it. Right? And here's the thing about sin. Let's just be honest about sin. No one would sin if it wasn't fun. Can we just be honest that sinning is fun? Like in a lot of things that the world offers us, they're fun things. Right? But they're not necessarily the things that God is inviting us into. Maybe there's a holy version of it, but in reality, he's going to take whatever it is good and manipulate it for sin. So we'll rebel against God and turn our hearts over to the world in which he is the king of that world. Right? If you remember this, Jesus's temptation, he's like, look over all this stuff, right? He's tempting us. He's tempting the world. He's tempting politicians. He's tempting systemic things. He's tempting individuals. He's tempting spouses. He's tempting friends. He's tempting all of us all the time. And so John is trying to go and go, hey, this is not like a new thing that popped up on the scene. This has always been the case. He has always been doing it. And many of us are just continuing to practice sinning. And he's advising us, this isn't wise. We need to stop doing this. Satan is convincing us that sinning is better than Jesus. That sinning is better than Jesus. The ways of this world are better than Jesus, right? And he's calling us into a sacrificial way. Uh, Jesus is calling us into a sacrificial way of living our lives. And Satan's just going, no, no, you don't have to do that. That seems really hard. Here's another option. Right? We see that with Adam and Eve in the garden. We see that all throughout the scriptures. There's always another way. And we're called to live a holy and righteous life. And Satan's going to adamantly oppose that. And he's been doing that from the beginning of time. If you think a third of the angels in heaven, a third of the angels followed Satan. Right? When he vision cast this whole idea of sinning. And the third of the angels got kicked, booted out of heaven and followed Satan. And now they're prowling around, tempting us to rebel against God. And John is like, listen, we need to stop this, right? We are not, we are not in a battle against flesh and blood, but against principalities who constantly are calling us into sinning. And so John's like, you got to stop. And you have to realize that this is why Jesus came. He came because we could not stop sinning. And so how do we know, right? How do you know if you've moved into a place of practicing practicing sin? What scripture will help us do is it'll say this, look at your fruit. Look at the fruit in which you are growing, if you will. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control. Like he's going to, it's not the fruits of the spirit, it's the fruit, singular. And he's going to say, how's that going? 
Like, are you loving people well? Are you doing that well? Are you at peace? You find joy? Like, are you experiencing all of that? Or are you kind of practicing sin? Are you causing gossip wherever you go? Are you causing division in all of your conversations, which, by the way, seems to be like the really cool thing to do right now? It's just spewing stuff all over social media and dividing, creating division. That's not good fruit. That's practicing sinning. It's not what God has invited us into. And, and here's the thing. A lot of people fake the fruit. They pretend like they're all those things. But let's stop pretending. Like Let's stop practicing this sinful way of living our lives. And let's liberate ourselves into this life and life to the full that Jesus is offering to us. That's why he died. That's why he rose again, to come against this way of living, this way of thinking. And, and, and Jesus, again, Hebrews 12, we always go back to it. It's so important. Jesus is our example. Look to Jesus. Look to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. What did he do as he was moved into the, to the desert with the evil one to be tempted? He resisted the devil. He used scripture to come up the, to combat the lies of Satan who was trying to manipulate him. And he was, he, what, I, what I love is, I heard this the other day and it really got me. It was like something to the effect of like, Jesus, he's God, right? He could have created a new word to combat Satan. But what he did was he used the scriptures. He used Old Testament scriptures, Old Testament truth to combat the evil one. The word of God is powerful. It's powerful. Use it in your life to guide you into righteous living. And that's what Jesus did. And he resisted the devil in the garden. Not my will, but yours be done. He moves forward. He dies and raises again to show us we can resist the devil. And he will flee. And Jesus has given us resurrection life because of the great sacrifice he made on the cross. And so let's start living that way. Let's start moving forward in that kind of life. Because we need to practice following Jesus and be persistent in resisting the devil. We need to practice following Jesus. How do you do that? Find a community that will uphold you. Find accountability. Dig yourself deeper into the word of God. Pray. Ask the Spirit to lead you and guide you, and He will. So the question is this, are you practicing sinful behavior or a pure life? And you get to ask the Lord to reveal that to you. And if you're sinning, stop. Just stop practicing sin. Resist the devil, and He will flee you. Father God, we need your help. We ask that you, through your Spirit, you help us. Help us to live a righteous life for your glory and your honor. So... Take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heart. Until next time.